Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 67 of the Millennial Economics Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we are going to do a little answering Reddit today, um, and I'm just really going to hop, I'm going to hop right into the episode. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, that your year is going well. Um, we are fast approaching Thanksgiving. Which, what the heck? Where did the year go? My goodness. Um, it seems like, <clears throat> and again, I think COVID and the shutdowns and working from home and and all of that really. Uh, through a through a wrench in everybody's like time equilibrium, if that exists. I mean, it seems like the past two years have been the past one year, or if that. Um, I can't believe we're almost to twenty twenty two. It's wild, um, and it's been a really fun year. Gosh, I've learned a lot, and um, we've covered a lot, a lot of content and topics on the podcast and on the website, and that's only going to expand. Um, I have no. I have no intention of slowing down or stopping. In fact, I, I think we're going to ramp some things up, which is super exciting. Um, but we're going to get right into the episode. So the title of this Reddit post is, I'm 23, I made some bad money moves. Am I making another one by dedicating my first year at my new job to clearing my debt? I thought it'd be pretty pretty valuable to you all, okay, this topic. Um, so we are going to uh, hop right into the post. So this post reads, I currently have a car loan, five-year, 11% interest rate with about $12,000 left on it that I signed off on in April. I also am about $6,000 in debt from student loans. I currently live with my mom, and one of my next goals was getting my first place. But then I saw a video about 401ks. I saw how much I needed to save, and then I realized I can't possibly save for my future if I'm in so much debt. My current salary is $39,000, and my new job I'm starting puts me at 50, with an increase to 70 in my sixth year and unlimited overtime for the most part. So while I'm still with my mom, I figured I'd go insane with overtime to clear my debt instead of saving $15,000 for my first apartment my first year at my new job. Any advice? Am I doing things wrong? Do I have the right mindset but wrong execution? Let me know. Okay. This is a super interesting topic and one that I think a lot of us can resonate with, especially uh, kind of the demographic that typically listens to the podcast. Um, so I, I can see, I can see who you are. <laughs> no, I can't see who you are. Um, I can, I can see analytics on um, age and gender um, of the podcast listeners. Okay, and typically. we are talking to folks or I'm talking to folks between the age of like 18 and 35, okay? So we have some folks that are starting college, graduating high school, just starting a job, um, starting to manage their finances for the first time on their own, Um, and then on the opposite end, some folks that are having children, buying homes, buying cars, starting to invest, um, maybe have 401ks, maybe are getting to a point in their life where they realize all the mistakes they've made. Maybe they're getting to a point in the li- in their life where they're having more money and they don't know what to do with it, right? So th- those are the types of people that, that, we're t- that I'm typically talking to. My demographic isn't typically the people that 
are nearing retirement age and need to know um, how to execute that and are needing to talk about, you know, social security and, and health insurance and all the things that, that the, the milestones that you hit later on in life are typically not my, typically not the demographic we're talking about here at Millennial Economics. So I thought this was pretty, pretty spot on. <clears throat> okay. So a couple things we know, this individual is young, they're 23. Um, they got some car debt, they got some student loan debt. Um, they are starting to learn about investing. Okay. 401ks. Um, they're, they're starting to get an idea of how much they should be saving, um, and investing <clears throat> and they're going, Oh no, these numbers aren't making great sense. Okay. This is awesome. This is awesome. And this is probably a spot that every one of us has been in that has driven us to learn more about personal finance and investing and getting our lives financially in order. This is awesome. This is like phase one, step one. And if this person continues to analyze and actually think about their future and think about what they're doing, they are going to be wildly successful. Okay. Again, a little bit about me is I didn't know much about personal finance at all. Started making a little bit of money. Um, realized that just as much money that was coming in every month was going out every month to things like car note, car loans and credit cards and um, you know store cards for furniture and uh, um, lots of eating out and just lots of things that I didn't necessarily want my money to be going to. I started thinking about my future and thinking about what my life would look like and I realized that if I kept up doing what I was doing, I wouldn't be able to accomplish any of the goals that I had for myself. Okay, um, and that's really where I started reading and uh, listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and changing my habits. I became debt free. I, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I started investing. I started learning about that, and then that drove me to try to help others because of the freedom that I felt through that process and accomplishing some of those goals. It drove me to wanting to teach you all and help you all along your journey so you can feel um, the same feelings that I felt and, and better. I'm not there. I'm I'm still learning. I still make mistakes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I made the mistake of not having tea with me, so I don't... <laughs> That's the first mistake. Um, I still make mistakes. I still struggle. I'm still a human. It doesn't mean just because I talk about these things often, maybe more than the, the common person, that I'm making all the right decisions. But I'm hoping that what I've learned and what I will learn in the future will bring me to a point that I can accomplish the goals that I that I have for myself. And part of those goals, you know, when you realize this too, is that, you know, some of the most gratifying things in life is is when you can actually help somebody else, whether that's financially or with time or with knowledge. And so, you know, one of the most gratifying things I can do, and I, I hope that I'm accomplishing some of this, is helping you all listening right now achieve some of the goals that you have, whether that's digging out of a hole because you've made some mistakes in the past and that's okay. Don't be ashamed of that. Use it as a, a learning opportunity and a motivation. Or I can help some people that, you know, maybe didn't know anything about personal finance and or maybe haven't made a ton of mistakes but are looking to achieve something in the future. You know, how cool would it be if some people, because you listened to this podcast and maybe some other podcasts and read some books and watched some YouTube videos, um, in 20 years, you are achieving the goals that you have in your head right now. That is really cool to me, okay? So that's kind of why I do what I do. And um, I don't even know how I got down that rabbit hole, but um, this individual is is kind of in the first phase of realizing, oh crap, I messed up. What should I do moving forward? So before we dig into this, um, we are going to get a quick word from one of our sponsors. 
Hello, kind people, podcasters. I don't know if that's a word or not, but we are rolling with it. I wanted to tell you a little bit about acorns today. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know my passion for acorns is strong um, because I truly believe it's a great platform and I use it personally. Um, so I can tell you over the past four years, Acorns has been an incredible asset to me in my investing. It's where I learned about investing and dividends and compound interest. Um, and again, I still use it to this day. Um, it is a platform that is absolutely fantastic, fantastic for people that are new to investing. Again, I'm not new to investing, somewhat new. I still use it. But for those of you who are looking to start investing or are looking for an easy platform to start investing, I can't recommend Acorns enough. It has two great features among many, um, but I'll just touch on a few here, the two that I particularly use. Number one is the Roundup feature. So when you open your Acorns account, you can actually link one of your cards, credit card or debit card, to the account Acorns will round up each transaction that you make with that card and invest the spare change into your investment account there with Acorns. How cool is that? If you're looking to do something that's automated, that's going to force you to invest every time you spend your money, this is a great feature. I have used it. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. The second feature, which I use far more, is just the recurring investments. You can set a specific dollar amount and a specific day of the week or a specific day of the month or time of the month to automatically invest money. If you listen to the previous podcast and you listen to my story about um, how I started investing, or not my previous podcast, but one of my podcasts before, about how I started investing. I downloaded Acorns and I started investing $5 every Friday. And it wasn't a lot, but over the months and months and me even forgetting that money was going in there, I learned about compound interest and I learned about what dividends were. So you can start off small and now I use that same recurring feature just with a little bit more money, but I do it every week. Um, so if you're interested in Acorns um, and the many services that they provide, um, so not only roundups, not only recurring investments, but um, retirement accounts and accounts for your kids, um, tons of things. Um, I, I can't recommend Acorns enough. There is a link down in the show notes. If you use that link, my referral link, you're going to get $5 added to your account um, at no charge to you. No charge. You don't have to even put any money into that account to access that $5. It's absolutely free money. So if you are interested in that and learning more about Acorns and trying it out for yourself, go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will get $5 added to your account. Um, that is all that I'll talk about this, but you'll probably hear me talk about it more in the show. Um, but here is back to the episode. All right, and we're back. <clears throat> all right, so this individual, um, basically what they're really asking, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, should I continue living with my mom? And being aggressive, paying off my debt, or should I move out, be less aggressive, paying off this debt, and uh, go about life that way? Okay. And as with most things, <clears throat> with personal finance and just personally in life, it really has a lot to do with the position that this individual is in. You know, if things are going good with mom. And this person doesn't feel like, you know, kind of being under the wing of, of the parent is stifling growth. And, you know, if the mom isn't pushing this individual out, uh, you know, if, if things are good and uh, there's still some autonomy um, with this individual still living at home, then, you know, quite frankly, I would say 
stay at home for a while, but set a date on when you're going to move out. Um, I think that there is tremendous growth that happens when you get out on your own and you start your own life and you're responsible for yourself for, for everything. You're paying for your, your rent, your utilities, your groceries, your transportation. You're doing it all on your own. Um, there's a little bit of um, pride that you get with that. Um, and because you're owning that, you're owning your life, you're owning those things in your life, I feel like you take better care of those things, all right? So if things are good, I would say, hey, stay there, but set a goal for 12 months that you're going to be out on your own in 12 months, okay? I don't think this should be an indefinite thing because it can very easily slip into that because, yeah, you're going to be able to save more money, invest more money, uh, pay off more debt while you're at home. Um, but I don't think that should be the only guiding light because then you could be at home when you're 35 years old and you're still telling yourself, hey, um, now that I'm debt-free, I'm able to invest a whole lot more when I'm home, um, so I'm just staying home. No, there's, there is value in getting out there on your own, okay? Um, Kind of, kind of what I would do if I was in this situation is I would total up my debt and I would kind of use the Dave Ramsey method. I would use the snowball method. I like that, um, but I would do, a, do it a tidge, tidge different. Um, I would first invest in the 401k up to what your employer would match if there is an employee employer match. Okay, so maybe if you invest 6%, your employer matches it up to 3%. Okay, so I would invest that 6% and get that free money from your employer. That's free money. That's pretty much guaranteed returns on your money. When the heck do you find that in investing, <laughs> right? Um, so get that money. That's the first thing that I would do. I would not invest any more, though. I wouldn't be investing 7 or 10 or 15% because you're trying to get ahead when you're young. I would not do that, okay? So after that 6%, after that you know investment in my 401k up to my employee match, I would take a look at my debt smallest to largest, some people would say you pay off the highest interest rate first. I don't fully agree with that. I like the snowball method. I like paying off debts completely as fast as possible and then moving on to the second largest, paying that off as fast as possible, and then third largest, paying that off as fast as possible, being able to feel those wins um, psychologically because, again, we know with personal finance, the psychology behind it is equally, if not more important than just the math. We know this, okay, or else everybody would be in a great spot financially, it's the psychology that we have to really pay attention to after we learn the numbers, all right? So I would start paying off these things um, lowest to highest. And it looks like, let's see here. I currently have a car loan, five years, 11% interest with about $12,000 left. I also am about 6K in debt from student loans. Do, 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 It doesn't look like any, any other debt. Maybe there is and it just wasn't mentioned. Um, so I would take a look at that student loan. And I would be throwing every extra penny I have at that student loan. And I wouldn't be going out to eat. I wouldn't be going on vacations. I wouldn't be doing really much of anything else. Maybe you give yourself a small amount of money every month to enjoy a couple things. Maybe you go out to eat a couple times. Maybe you go out with your friends a couple times. But I'm not spending very much money on anything else because, again, I have a goal. Maybe it's 12 months out that I'm moving out. So I got to I gotta get in shape. All right. So I take a look at that 6K. Um, then... I start throwing cash at the um, the car loan, all right, and I get that down. Meanwhile, I am putting in, as the person said, you go insane with overtime. <laughs> um, the last little paragraph, he said, so I'm still, or he or she said, so I'm still with my mom. I figured I'd go insane with overtime to clear my debt instead of saving 15K for my first, my first apartment, okay? So then you go insane with your overtime. You're increasing that income. Maybe um, if it's not unlimited overtime, like you mentioned, you pick up another job and um, 
you're paying off these debts and then you're, you're setting a goal. It looks like you know what that is, $15,000 for your first apartment. Now, I would kind of question that $15,000. I'm not sure where that number's coming from. Um, I typically know, depending on what you're renting, if you're renting an apartment, sometimes a deposit's due and sometimes first month's rent along with um, like an application fee is due to rent an apartment. I don't know where this person lives or what type of apartment they're looking for, but $15,000 seems off. It seems a lot more than what it needs to be. You know, maybe it's a couple thousand dollars, all right, on the high end. Um, if you're looking to rent a house, um, you know, maybe first and last month's rent is due along with an application fee still. $15,000 seems incredibly high. Um, you know, I would kind of be looking at some creative options. So again, maybe you're just going with a small apartment. Maybe you're finding some roommates where you can get by, you know, with rent being a couple hundred dollars a month. Um, that's a kind of a good segue to get out from underneath the parents. Um, so I do question that $15,000 uh, mark. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saving 15,000 for my first apartment, my first year at my new job. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that 15,000 is what the actual rent would be um, that he's saying or he or she is saying um, it would total that first year, I'm not sure. But you should be able to accomplish these goals pretty darn quickly. And again, six to 12 months, be able to be out from underneath the parents. So hope you guys found that valuable. Um, maybe you're in that same same spot and hopefully this uh, gave you some clarification on maybe, maybe what, what I would do by hearing what I would do. Maybe you can implement that a little bit into your situation. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Um, if you learned anything from this podcast, this episode or this podcast at all, um, if you would subscribe, if you listen to Spotify, that does help us out and we'll notify you whenever a new episode is published. Um, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or any other platform, um, that helps us out as well. So thank you so much for tuning in to episode 60, oh, 76, <laughs> not 60. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 76 and we'll talk to you soon.